Well, brethren, I trust that you are enjoying this series that we are looking at in regards to this matter of spiritual gifts. You say, but, but preacher, you've been talking about spiritual gifts for a while now. Yes, stay with me. There's a lot still for us to discuss that comes from the Bible in regards to this matter of spiritual gifts. Remember the Apostle Paul said, I would not have you to be ignorant which means that I want you to know, I want you to have the knowledge, I want you to understand what these gifts are and how are they to be used. Because as a child of God, you have your gift or gifts that God expects you to use that one of these days when he comes and we go before the judgment seat, the beamer seat of Christ, he's going to reward us for the things that we have done for him. Fanny Crosby, she wrote the song To The Work and she said, to the work, to the work, we are servants of God. Let us follow the path that our master hath trod. With the balm of his counsel, our strength to renew. Let us do with our might what our hands find to do. Toiling on, toiling on, toiling on, toiling on. Let us hope and pray. Let us watch and pray and labor till the master come. This morning, we will continue to build on this matter of spiritual gifts. Now, someone asked the question, can you have a gift and not be using it? Well, that's a good question. That is a good question. What is the answer to that question? Well, we will find out from the word of God in a little while if someone can have a spiritual gift and they are not using it. I believe it is fair to say that this has happened to all of us sometime or the other. Not just to me or not just to you. It has happened to all of us sometime or the other. What has happened? We have the gift or the gifts and have not been using them and using them properly. Let me give you what I believe is a biblical example. So to do that, I go to 2 Timothy chapter 1, and I read for you verse 2 down to verse number 7. 2 Timothy chapter 1, reading from verse 2 to verse number 7. He says, To Timothy, my beloved son, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, when we read these words, we would understand immediately that the Apostle Paul here is writing to another believer, a Christian, a young man by the name of Timothy that he called his beloved son. Notice what he said about him. He said, I thank God whom I serve for my forefather with pure conscience that without ceasing I have remembrance of thee in my prayer night and day. What is it you're saying, Paul? You are writing to Timothy, and he's saying to Timothy, Timothy, I remember you in my prayer. We would say day and night. He said night and day. Now, he said in verse 4, that when he prayed, he was greatly desiring to see thee, being mindful of thy tears, that I may be filled with joy. Yeah, they were so close that there were times when when they would pray or he would hear of even Timothy crying, you know, for whatever reason, maybe homesick or lonely or the pressures of the work. He says, 
When I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee, which dwelt first in thy grandmother Louis and thy mother Eunice, and I am persuaded that in thee also. He said, Timothy, your grandmother had such a faith. Not only your grandmother, your mother, she too had such a faith. And there's no doubt in my mind that you have this faith. Now look at verse 6 and verse 7. He says, Wherefore I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. For God had not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Now let me read that for you again. See if you could understand what's going on. What am I trying to prove? I'm using this text to show you that you can have a gift and not be using it. So he said in verse 6, Wherefore I put thee in remembrance. Come on, Timothy, I want you to remember that thou stir up the gift of God, which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. Look at verse 7. For God had not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. When I read this, it would appear that Timothy became discouraged very easily. It would appear so to me that he gets discouraged. It seems like when things did not go well, he would stop ministering based on what I read. Isn't it true that many believers are like that today? Many want to quit when things are not 100%. Isn't it true? Even though we may have the gift in us. But let me say to you, don't ever allow discouragement or a discouraged person discourage you. Serve God when it is good and when things are not so good, serve God. Because whatever it is that's not good, that too will come to pass. So we need to be honest. We all from time to time have failed in this regard of not using our spiritual gifts properly to the fullest that God had given us. Of course, you know, when we look at spiritual gifts, every time you do not see them listed in the Bible as spiritual gifts, they're different tones they are described in the Bible as. These are divine enablements. They are referred to as energizings, services, manifestation, grace gifts, and spiritual gifts. And that's not even the end of it. Again, you can go to chapter 12, verse 1, 4, and 7, and see it all there. But let me quickly say for this morning that some gifts are sign gifts. And I know you may have more interest in this now as we come to this. Some gifts were given for the apostolic age. And I call those, some gifts were given for sign gifts, they were given for the apostolic age. In 1 Corinthians chapter 14 and in verse 22, Wherefore, tongues are for a sign, not to them that believe, but to them that believe not. But prophesying serveth not for them that believe not, but for them which believe. The apostles explained that the gifts of languages were given as a sign gift. 
to the unbelievers. And when I say the gift of languages, that's exactly what he meant when he said tongues. Though it was a sign gift, it was also given to edify. Chapter 14, let me read from verse 4. He said, He that speaketh in an unknown tongue edified himself, but he that prophesied edified the church. Now look at verse 5. I want you to pay attention to this. This is going to be our last scripture for the morning. I would that ye all speak with tongues, but rather that ye prophesy. For greater is he that prophesieth than he that speaketh with tongues, except he interpret that the church may receive a divine. Tongues are languages. If languages are used in a church where people do not understand, how can they be edified? So he is saying that when they are properly used where people could understand, there is edification. Tomorrow morning, we're going to look at the gifts are different to the fruit of the Spirit. Father, thank you. Thank you for the privilege. Thank you, Lord, for allowing us to be used of you, to use your word. Thank you for the gift of life. Thank you for the gifts that you have given to us, these spiritual, oh God, enrichment, empowerment, enablements. God, use them for your honor and for your glory. Be with your people. Meet all of their needs. Oh God, strengthen, guide, and direct. Be with our leaders. Oh Father, in the churches. Oh Lord, even our government leaders. Have your way with us. Help us, dear God, to do our best for you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. God bless. Have a great day.